something godforsaken be. Okay, so there's another island with dinosaurs, no fences this time, and you want to send people in, a very few people, on the ground, right? It's not a research expedition anymore, it's a rescue operation, and it's leaving right now. Mommy's very angry. Welcome to a special retrospective episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. I am the host, Brad Jost, and today we're going to look back on the Lost World Jurassic Park on its 20th anniversary. It's been an amazing 20 years celebrating this film, and the film has certainly had its up and downs within the fandom. It is a very polarizing movie. So many love it, but also so many do hate it, unfortunately. There is a lot of uh, controversial scenes, I guess you could say, throughout this movie. But at the same time, there is so much to love, whether it's the incredible dark tone that differentiated itself from the first film, Jurassic Park, the continuation of the amazing character of Ian Malcolm. You get to see the way he changes as uh, a supporting character into a leading role now, and you can see how much his character has changed over time. You get a multitude of amazing supporting characters, a ton of incredible vehicles introduced in this movie, some of the most iconic imagery in any of the Jurassic Park movies overall, and the, the boldness to take a Tyrannosaurus Rex into San Diego, onto the mainland, and do something a little bit different for this series, something we haven't exactly done yet, but maybe we'll see again in the future, who knows. But uh, this movie is certainly something special to a lot of people, and today we're gonna bring in a lot of the fans of the movie, and maybe some people that don't like it per se, but uh, I think a lot of people will have some good things to say here today. So let me hand it over to the people who love this movie the most, the fans of the franchise. Let's take a listen. Hi, this is Amy. I saw on your Twitter you wanted to leave some comments about the movie The Lost World. Uh, I just wanted to say as a sequel, it, oh, first off, I'm a big fan of Jurassic Park. And as a sequel, I think it holds up really well. I really like the movie despite its criticism. Criticisms, um, first off, you have a lot more dinosaurs and a lot more scenes with them. Uh, with a whole, with basic, essentially a whole new cast, I felt like everyone did a really good job. And it, and with the plot of the continuation of the idea of a new park and, um, and with like the company of engine, I thought that was clever how they, instead of trying to build a whole new park on Isla Thorna, they would bring it to, uh, California. Uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, overall my whole, um, my, overall, I think it's a great movie. I love it. And um, if anyone who is a Jurassic Park fan and has not seen it, I highly recommend it. So thank you for that, and have a good night. Bye-bye. To be honest, I didn't really like The Lost World when I first came out of the cinema, but that's because it's so different from the book, which for The Lost World I had read before seeing the movie. But over the years, I really came to love it, and I think the soundtrack has a lot to do with that. Hi, my name is Hannah, and I wanted to leave my comments on The Lost World turning 20 tomorrow. I remember The Lost World as being the first movie that I ever saw in theaters. My aunt took me, and although I was pretty young at the time, around six years old, I really remember the raptor scene, which to this day are some of my favorite scenes, especially in the field. It's very striking, especially when their tails are up in the air. And I love The Lost World so much because 
I think it gave us a glimpse into the lives of the dinosaurs removed from the people. And I've always loved the dynamic of the Tyrannosaurus family, especially at the end. That's one of my favorite shots of any Jurassic Park movie ever with the Tyrannosaurus family together at the end reunited. I love that Jeff Goldblum is in it, of course, because I think that Ian Malcolm brings such a funny character and a serious character at the same time because he knows how things go down and a lot of the time nobody listens to him at first. I love Sarah Harding. I love her moment with the baby Stegosaurus and I love the love that she has for all of the animals. And Vince Vaughn is a great addition too to this movie and I always liked his character a lot. What I also love about The Lost World is of course, the Tyrannosaurus running loose in San Diego. I think it's completely interesting, and I love the reactions that the Tyrannosaurus has to all of these new things that he's experiencing, and I also love all the people's reactions, especially the kid who wakes up and says, there's a dinosaur out my window, and his parents are like, really? I don't think so, but there is. Um, I can't imagine what I would do if I woke up and there is a Tyrannosaurus Rex standing outside of my window. I always thought it was interesting, too, because I thought the kid kind of looked like the T-Rex in a way. I don't know. Just look at screenshots and see what you think. It's funny. But anyway, um, I don't want to make this too long because I could probably go on forever and ever. But happy 20th birthday to The Lost World. I think this movie doesn't get as much love as it deserves. I think it's beautiful. I think the cinematography is beautiful, and I absolutely love it. I want to stop the run this present minute. Stop the run. On the 5th, over. Cancel that order. What? Why? This is a game trail, Mr. Rumbo. Carnival hunt on game trail. You want to set up base camp or a surprise? Let's find a new spot, shall we? Over and out. That right there is one of my favorite quotes from this amazing, awesome movie. This is Jay Jurassic here leaving a voicemail for, you know, just felt like it, because I'm watching The Lost World as I saw that post. <laughs> Alright, keep celebrating this wonderful month of the 20th anniversary of Lost World. And, uh, yeah, I, I'll keep doing it. Alright. Bye, Jurassic fans. Hello, boys and girls, and fellow fans of the JP Podcast. This is young Sam James from Philadelphia. and We might have actually met at the community event last month, if you remember the nut job and the raptor handler getup. Yeah, that was me. The 20th anniversary of one of the greatest movies ever made, and I might be a little biased with that assertion, but I was four or five years old when I first saw The Lost World, 
And not only is it one of my favorite movies, but it also holds a little extra weight because it is the first film that I remember seeing in theaters. The sight of the T-Rex on the SS Venture and the roar, the immense sound of that roar in the theater is something that is so ingrained in my brain till this day. Now I'm gonna go watch the movie and I'm gonna go relive my childhood a little bit and yes, I probably will most likely cry when it gets to and if we could only step aside and trust in nature, life will find a way and the music will swell and tears will roll down my cheek and I will not be ashamed. No, I will not be ashamed. All right, thanks a lot for having me on your show. Love the podcast. Take it easy. Hey, Brad, this is Lonnie Clay. Just wanted to say congratulations on 100 episodes. Probably just finished recording it. Uh, quite a feat, man. Just wanted to uh, thank you for everything you do for the Jurassic Park community. Um, we know everyone appreciates it. Um, everything you do to celebrate the lost world is too great, man. Definitely a movie that does not get the appreciation um, it deserves. Um, looking forward to 200, and uh, keep it up, man. Thanks. Hi, this is Taylor. I am a writer. You can find me at CD Publishing LTD. I'm calling in regards to the 20th anniversary of The Lost World. Uh, I just wanted to share my experience. I remember, or the first movie I remember seeing uh, is Jurassic Park. And that was on VHS VHS when I was a little kid. I was too little to go to the theater. But The Lost World, I remember seeing at least a dozen times at the Dollar Theater by my old house and so it had a big influence on me growing up and I love everything about that movie and even when I went to see Jurassic World my favorite part of that movie is when Blue gets up to come help Rexy fight the Irex and there's that little musical cue from the lost world it's just magical man I love that movie Uh, hi this is Todd in Atlanta uh, just calling to give my thoughts and memories on the lost world um i remember being so excited being the commercial for lost world i was uh either nine or ten years old and jurassic park was already uh of course my favorite movie which it still is and uh seeing the, the commercial with the t-rex uh and it says something has survived and that's all there was to it and i can't remember ever being as excited for a movie for or since um i've always loved the kind of trek or safari vibe to the movie um, you know, traveling to this kind of unknown place, this place where the dinosaurs are wild, a place where they're not behind fences, there's nothing for them to escape from. Uh, you're just going to this, you know, you know, essentially a monster island. I've always loved that kind of concept in, in movies and TV. So uh always loved that. Love the darker vibe of it. I love the fact that they shot some um, in Northern California. You get this kind of really old world, kind of ancient feel uh, to the island, to Isla Sorna. It's a very distinct feel from Nublar, uh, which I appreciated for the sequel. Um, I know some people don't like that Malcolm has changed, but I like the maturity of Malcolm in this movie. I like that he's the leading man. Um, he's still quippy and sarcastic and uh, very much aware and self-aware of what's going on, but uh, he is... Uh, uh, it takes command in more of a sense, and the, uh, it was a much different character based on his experiences from Jurassic Park, which I think would be very true to life. So uh, I, I love Lost World. I, uh, you know, I'm not, as an adult, I don't always agree with some of the decisions they made. Uh, having the T-Rex go to San Diego and uh, some of the stuff with the Raptors, 
uh, a certain scene with Kelly comes to mind, obviously. But uh, I, like I said, I just really appreciate the atmosphere of this movie. Uh, Jurassic Park is obviously my favorite, but I just love that Shrek feel. I love the dinosaur roundup uh, wrangling scene. I think is just absolutely inspired. And uh, on a related note, I'm happy to see that that might be a continuing kind of vibe with Jurassic World 2. Maybe this Trek Safari vibe, uh, rest mission kind of vibe. So I'm really, really digging that idea. But uh, anyways, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Bye-bye. Hey, what's going on? It's Toppy from Finland, celebrating the 20th anniversary of The Lost World. This movie really made a huge impact on me, especially the scene with the raptors and the long grass. At the time, I was 7 years old and literally scared to death. But now, in my mid-20s, I can look back and remember how awesome movies can be. Hey guys from the Jurassic Park podcast. My name is Nico and I'm from the Jurassic Park fan forum. It's the biggest forum in Germany and if you want to find us on Twitter, we are JP underscore fan underscore forum. And first of all, I want to thank you guys for a great month I had. I had a really good time listening to your podcast, celebrating my personal Jurassic movie, The Lost World Jurassic Park. In my honest opinion, it's a totally underrated movie and it should deserve better. It sounds a little bit cheesy, but I love everything about this movie. The style, the story, the dinosaurs, the characters, the soundtrack, hell, even its so-called flaws. Steven Spielberg and Janusz Kraminski did a fantastic job with the more darker tone and these gritty images. It feels so wild, so primeval. Because every time when I see the movie, you have always this feeling that there is something behind the corner that wants to kill me. The locations are so cool and so mysterious. The redwood forest or the fern canyon, they are looking so primeval, so... I don't know, like you are in a Cretaceous period or in the Jurassic period. I mean, no wonder that uh, walking with dinosaurs used the Fern Canyon for their locations because it has this the Lost World theme. It, it, it feels really like that. It, it fits really very well. And the more night shots are fantastic. I mean, what's scarier than dinosaurs? Well, dinosaurs in the dark, right? <laughs> and another great thing is that we have another island where the dinosaurs live in peace and created their own ecosystem with dozens of species and without the fences and everything and interruption of man. Like Malcolm said, life uh, finds a way. And we're seeing so many sides of the dinosaurs. That's a thing that I really love. We have the parenting sides where animals really care for their young. They're protecting them. We see animals in panic, trying to defend themselves against the hunters. We see them in pain, we see them suffering. Stan Winston and his team did a magnificent job giving us lifelike animatronics again that are so convincing. I was watching The Lost World with my mother on Mother's Day and when she saw the baby T-Rex laying there and crying for pain and calling its parents, my mother felt so bad for the creature and she was like, oh my god, this, this, this poor creature, it has pain, it's suffering, oh my god, it, it, she felt so sorry for it. 
and that's what that's that's a thing so when we get so emotional about this unreal things you know you know that Steven Spielberg and Stan Winston did a good job and the right thing in my honest opinion and the CGI hell the CGI is even I, I mean the CGI looks better than the, in the first one it looks so improved there's so it, it looks so smooth the animations looking so fluid so good the textures the the rendering it fits very well and the and the blend between the animatronics and the CGI is also one beautiful thing best example is when the T-Rex parents are snatching Eddie and there is one shot where they're picking him up and in the other shot you see the CG animals and this is such a great blend and great job ILM very well done and and I mean thanks to Dennis Muren and his team thank you guys let's go to the dinosaurs in the first one we had one T-Rex of course and now how can they top one T-Rex well, we don't have one T-Rex, we don't have two T-Rex. Actually, they have three of them. Inclusive one cute baby T-Rex. It's fantastic. It's, it, it really is. It, it is totally fantastic. And and my favorite T-Rex, my absolute favorite T-Rex is the buck. And and, I, and another thing, I was when I was a kid, I was totally freaked out because the animal was green. <laughs> and, and and green is my favorite color. And when I saw the T a green T Rex, <laughs> I was I was I was really freaked out. I love it. I was totally blown away. And till this day, I love it. And I love how this movie gave the green Rex more screen time and a bigger role because in Jurassic Park, the female had its uh, screen time, and now in the Lost World, we have the male ones. And this it's, it's really fantastic. Really, that's why it's also a thing where I love why I love this movie, and um, yeah, and then of course we got the Velociraptors, you know. I mean, <laughs> the Raptors gave me always the creeps. I mean, in Jurassic Park, the big one was was always some kind of sociopath, but in the Lost World, I mean, they were totally total psychos, you know. The long grass scene, <laughs> the long grass scene is one classic scene when Malcolm and the others found RJ's backpack you can hear his screams in the background and in a disturbed way it gives me some kind of chills I don't know because this is like his great death scene you know you, when Malcolm and the others you know they, they go and, you know, and, go, and, and Ian you know and Ian is looking like really really terrified and you hear the screams and, and Ian is like in shock and, and, and he's just running from his life you know it's just really a powerful moment and of course when the raptors are attacking you they're just like tor torpedoes going and then dragging one one by one you know until the, the people saw it you know they are panicking and running away you know in total panic and the raptors you know you don't see much of them but it's 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 some I don't know, it's it's horrifying because you don't see the you don't see the danger I mean there is something that kills you but you can't see it it's just drags you under and kills you it's wow and and I mean and I love the scene where the raptor does the big jump palm and pouncing on the on the on the hunter great scene great scene totally love it and also in the in the old village when the raptors came you know they were total psychos and I love the one particular raptor that was chasing Ian the whole time and was kind of playing with its prey, you know, like modern day cats. <laughs> and I love 
Uh, and I and I you know for me this was some kind of special psycho raptor. You know, and, and his raptor is totally nuts. It's jumping through the glass, uh, so so optimistic to grab at at Malcolm. When Malcolm finally escapes, you know, the raptor jumps again at the glass, and then it pounces at the at the door from the car. When Ian wants to uh, to find safety in the car, you know, it, it, the animal pounces at the door, and it created a little hole in the window. And and I, I don't know, it, it's so strange, but I love love how optimistic this raptor tries to crack the window up and, and doing this so so optimistic. I don't know, it's 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 it's, it's so crazy. I don't know. I love this scene also. And um, yeah, I mean, I love the coloration of the raptors, of the male raptors. This this white tiger stripe um, design that they went. It really looks awesome. I know many. Many fans and and on in the forums, where are we? The majority of the fans love the tiger stripe raptors. They are their favorite raptors, and I can totally understand it because I love the design too. It's 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 really awesome. And um, yeah, and we have the small compies that are, that that are cute but deadly. And somehow they reminded me of uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. You know these cute little playful, cheery, innocent-looking animals that are totally lethal, and that they, they don't give up to kill you. They're slow. They, they, they took their time. You know when they want to pick on Dieter, you know they took their time. They're just following him till he was totally exhausted, and then, in some kind of twisted way, this cheerful little compy hops on his, on his, uh, on his, on his chest. You know, looking a little cute, and then starts to pick on him. It starts to pick on him and, and slowly kills him. It's, it's. I don't know. I love this contrast of cheerful, happy, but totally killer, killer animals. <laughs> and I can't totally wait when I get my compy maquette from Chronicle Collectibles. I. Was totally freaked out when I saw it, this, and I and I can't wait to get it. And and the herbivores are cool. We got finally our Stegosaurus after the fans uh, demanded it. The little Pachycephalosaurus that is one of my favorite dinosaurs, and some cool trike action in the camp. Yeah, we got the Mamankisaurus as a new sauropod, also really cool. That they went to use some dinosaur that wasn't really. I don't know, I, I mean, we all know the Brachiosaurus, the Patasaurus, you know, these kind of uh, sauropods, but this time they went on some more unknown sauropod, and this is really something that I like, I love it. And yeah, we get the galleys again, you know, we, and we got a better look at the Parasaurolophus, you know, and, and we got the little cameo from the Pteranodons that I really like. I really love it how they were so majestic and, and flying around, looking a little bit peaceful. It's a really nice variety of species, you know? And to come to the point of the story, I'm a really big fan of the story, you know, of this environmental message that this movie had. Steven Spielberg and David Cope did a really great uh, thing to portray it. You know, to show us something that that is existing in this real world. You know that we are uh, seeing it on an everyday basis. You know, the because the sad truth is people exploit. You know, it, it's no secret whether animals or nature in general, people do it. And I I understand what Spielberg wanted to show us. You know, and and cope. You know, so so men like to mess with nature 
somehow that they did it in the first movie and now they want to to make profit of it and now this movie shows what can happen if you go too far i, I also love this uh san diego sequence it's i know many people or let's say some people don't don't really like it they felt it's another movie in my honest opinion i don't i don't feel like it it's you know of course everything went down south it's and now they got the t-rex there they, of course there's man ignorance you know because they don't know this animal they, they didn't had any chance to study it to know its metabolism and something no they just put two tranks and we're like oh okay it's all right it's down and there's another example of ignorance of man you know this this animal comes and rampages through its unknown um environment you know it was in its environment and now it's it's been thrown into an totally unknown environment and this and an egg and in my honest opinion i believe this this animal is confused it's it's uh, maybe even in panic you know with all these lights this these sounds the smell and it, it doesn't know how to behave we saw these cars chasing around these lights are um, flickering and uh, driving big buses and something you know and um, and I, lo I love this concept you know that this animal is put into a foreign environment and this this is some little contrast you know man was put in their environment and they were they were really you know stranded in there and was fighting for their lives and now we got the contrast you have the dinosaur in our environment and he has to fight these things also and um, yeah great sequence great sequence I love the story you know and um, to go a little bit on the characters I also love Ian Malcolm back in the movie I, I loved him in the first one and 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 I am a little Ian Malcolm fanboy you know and even when I was a little I, I don't know why I could always identify myself with him I don't know why uh, maybe it's the black hair or, or something I, I don't know and I, I I totally totally love it when I saw that he has his own movie he is the lead role and I was like yes and you know we have a real serious Malcolm he, he looks washed up he he looks serious uh, kind of de depressed even you know and I mean I, I also understand many many fa many fans don't like him because he's more serious he isn't as um, cool and sassy as he was in the first one but I can understand it you know this this man lost everything he lost his reputation he lost his job he he's uh, he's um, branded as some lunatic uh, you know people make fun of him and then he got an invitation of, of the man who ruined his life <laughs> but in my honest opinion he didn't lose his cool I mean he's more of a father figure now with Kelly but he didn't lose lost his cool he always has a wise word crack a joke uh, put some sarcasm in here and always his jokes are working every time I know when I'm watching the movie alone or with friends or family and they always laugh when 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 Ian is saying some sarcastic or funny thing because it works every time it's it's really it's I mean I love his humor and of course the other characters are cool I mean I love I like Sarah Harding as uh, this independent like girlfriend from Ian who's don't don't have who's don't afraid she's curious she 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 goes her way I mean 
she she was even there three days ahead so she i guess she saw something of of the island but she's brave i i, I like it i really like it i mean um yeah uh, eddie Carr, the nice dude i mean who has in my opinion the most tragical death scene in the whole franchise it's whew. I mean, I, I, I mean, when I, when I, when I see the movie and and and, and, and you know and with family and so and when they, they see how heroic Eddie doing the stuff and then when they T Rex came and they were like, oh no, you got to be kidding me! How how nature thanked him? Well, the T Rex parents ate him. I mean, this is so dark and great great thing and i guess and i think eddie will be forever remembered for his her heroic actions and his big sacrifice that he gave and um and like malcolm says so show a little bit of respect when we talk about this man yeah nick venone i know it's one of the most controversial figures and let me be honest i am on his side <laughs> easy because Nick has some good intentions because Nick I mean look listen to the part when when um, when the gatherers and the hunters are discussing you know and arguing you who has right and, and Nick says so we came to document and you just want to strip mine this place this is the whole key of the film and this is what I like so he just remember us you know we just came here to look and and to to, 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 to document, to study the animals. And you just want to come here and make profit of it. You know, and then, then you got the, the arrogant Ludlow who just saying, so no, we, uh, we just made the animals and we have the right. And, and, and I know many people saying like, yeah, they are right because they made them. But let's put a little bit ethic here. Do they really have the right? Do they really have it? I mean, think about it animals live there I mean they abandoned them for 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 four years so after the hurricane happened so the animals established their own ecosystem they live there in peace have their own lives you know managed everything and now you come back and want to pull them out of this environment that they created do you really have the right to do this I read some some quotes from a philosopher and uh, ecologist named Aldo Leopold he, and he is also thinking the same like Nick is thinking, you know, that, that we should respect the animals, you know, and I, and I believe and if he would be still alive, I'm totally sure that he would be on Nick's side because respect nature. It doesn't matter if you created them. So, so, so that's one, that is a bigger thing. So you created it. So you have the responsibility. It's the same with parents, you know, this is also what I love, you know, the, the animals, so they're breeding, they have responsibility for their child. You have Malcolm who has responsibility for, for his child. And now you have Injun, the company who created these dinosaurs, who are basically their child. And they just want to do exploit it. So, you know, so how, how could you be the good guys? Sorry, but how? How? And I'm totally on Nick's side. I'm totally am. Yes, yes. Nick Benone, good job. And another thing that I also like is, um, and many people hated it, really, when he was pulling the slugs out of Roland's rifle. Well, I don't know why people are hating it, but for me, 
it, it's great it's a great thing you know I don't really like Roland Tambo don't get me wrong he's a great character he is a really charismatic person he has the leadership he he is the he is the powerhouse he keeps the the engine running and he is the big boss he's polite to women and of course but I don't like his stand you know he's he's a hunter we know it he is a hunter he's a big game hunter who hunts for not even for sport for his own satisfaction to feel alive so so he wants to kill an animal so so let, let me put this he kills animals just for his own satisfaction or for his boredom because he wants to feel alive he wants to feel great again and you know when when Nick says so you are the only person with some little brain so why are you going here so and and he really tries to understand him so why are you really really try to kill this animal and the, the best thing is like to say so yo I am the second biggest predator and I have to take the biggest predator out so so why why I mean why I can't understand uh, when you hunt for population control or when you hunt uh, for food you know but you know just to to just to feel alive and just to feel you know I mean it's, it's a little bit sad you know just to give you the confidence I am the best I am the greatest I mean why I mean put the gun away let's let's now pick a fight with the with the elephant now pick a fight with the lion now pick a fight with the t-rex you know that it's, it's the arrogance of humans we, we feel so strong with all this technology and with all our weapons and something you know and but without that when we saw and everything was destroyed and now we feel so little so small so unimportant these creatures on this island can cheer us up in any minute herbivore or carnivore you know and and this is this is what i like you know human human arrogance and nick and many people seems to forget he pulls out roland's slugs but he didn't put the ammo of every single hunter in the camp. You see the hunters are shooting like wild with AKs and, and every and other guns. He just didn't want to give him the chance to get his trophy. This is this this also the message that he said in the end. So this one trophy that you won't get. So and I totally understand the message. And I am again on his side. And in my honest opinion, he's a great character and he does good. I know he carried the the poor uh, baby T-Rex and put everybody like in danger but and the good guys doing some flaws so so they didn't know the T-Rex was so parental and, and and for the search for that child they didn't knew that you know so so even they have uh, flaws they aren't perfect you know Nick I mean Nick did a mistake yeah but he did it uh, I mean, he did it for the best intentions. He didn't want it, uh, the animal to suffer. He wanted to help it, you know. And that's his, and that's his uh, I guess, his environmental nature. He wanted to save the animal rather than killing it. Repair what is broken, some kind of things, you know. Or Sarah, I mean, my God, she, she's wandering for, for quite a few days on a, on, a, on a jungle with the jacket and she looks so exhausted that she didn't have in mind like putting the jacket off. So And also, Roland Tembo knew it. He knew it, but he just kept silent. In my, in my head canon, he knew it and he just wanted the jacket to lure the parents so that he can shoot them. 
let's let's jump to to Kelly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's the I guess the most controversial scene in the whole Jurassic franchise. I believe. I don't know. Me personally, I don't have any problems with it. Kelly Malcolm did gymnastics for some times. I don't know how long. I guess some some years she did train it, and so she knew what she was doing. You know, I know it might looks cheesy. For me personally, what it would be really cheesy is if Kelly never did the things. You know, and all of a sudden she's like. Oh my god, I have to save my dad. I'm gonna flip it like hell and then kick the animal. And then Malcolm would go and say, uh, 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 How did you do this? I mean, she knew what she's done. I mean, this is the same with Lex. I mean, Lex is the computer genius and, and she, she knows her stuff. She's a hacker. She's doing it at home. So, and let's, let's be really, really honest. I mean, guys, every Jurassic child is some kind of special in, in another way. We have Lex, who is a computer hacker, who can restore a complex security computer of the park. Of course, we got Kelly, who does this gymnastic scene, and we got Eric Kirby, who's like Robinson Crusoe, living eight weeks on the island. And we got Gray, the little boy who, who knows everything about DNA and every living dinosaur on Earth. And constantly talking and talking about everything in, in science and dinosaurs and stuff. So, to be really honest, if you have a problem with Kelly, then, then I guess you should have a problem with every child in the Jurassic franchise. So, and to be really honest, I loved uh, Vanessa Lee Chester's uh, performance in the movie. She did a really good job. She was authentic as a child, you know, when, when she was frightening, she was scaring, you know. She was behaving like a real normal child. Of course, this one particular moment where she has the real, uh, a brave moment, uh, her own little special moment, like, like Lex had when they uh, restoring the computer, uh, but it, it's okay. It's really, it, it really is. I really don't have any problems. And um, yeah, I see. I, I, I'm totally overstretched. I just wanted to keep it short. But I think it's impossible to do this thing. You know, it's, it's, it is impossible because we're talking here about a great movie. It's a great sequel. In my opinion, the best sequel still. And I don't know if any Jurassic movie can top the Lost World, in my honest opinion. I don't know how you guys think and everyone has their own opinion. But to my opinion, the Lost World will be forever my number two, but my personal number one. So I would say it's the best sequel. So of course, after Jurassic Park, but my personal number one film, because I grew up with the Lost World. I mean, I was too, too young for Jurassic Park. I mean, I was even, I was, I was one year old when, when the movie came out and when The Lost World came out I was a little bit older I, I remember the day when it was in the cinema I couldn't go there of course there was no chance I could visit the movie I saw the I saw the poster I saw the the merchandise everything and I was so flashed I have so fond memories when I remember um, when I got all the merchandise, the toys, my Game Boy and my first game was The Lost World Jurassic Park. And man, this is so great. 
great I had I, and I still today have all my things I have my Game Boy with my with the game I still have my toys I still have my even my matchbox figures this little metal figures I even got the souvenir magazine from 1997 or 8 I don't remember I know I, I have my the German version of it and I still got it and I have so such fond memories when I remembering back at the time it was a really beautiful time back then and uh, that, that's why the lost world has always always a special place in my heart and this is one thing why I'm so defending this movie you know I am I'm even in the in the Jurassic Park fan forum I'm defending this movie like 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 Ludlow defended engine I am defending this movie and um, I will always have to say if some people are nitpicking I will always come with an argument like but you know and again thank you thank you for this great month and I wish everybody a happy 20th anniversary for this great movie a great time watch the movie have all these have also these fond memories like I had and I will have and uh, yeah and uh, oh yeah and if, if you like you can follow me on, also on Twitter my name is Jurassic underscore Nico with K and uh, yeah again the Jurassic Park fan forum it's it's for every for every German user who is here who's listened also to the Jurassic Park podcast. You are invited to go to visit us, to give to chat with us a little bit, you know, to our German fellas. And uh, like I said again, thank you guys and have a great time. See you. Thank you so much for listening to our special retrospective on the Lost World Jurassic Park. I think there is so much to love about this movie and obviously the people who just spoke would attest to that as well. It's been an amazing 20 years as I mentioned before and uh, it's pretty bittersweet. It's 20 years. That's incredible. I can't believe that. You know, it uh, just means that we're all getting a little bit older. And uh, I know a lot of us remember when this movie came out, it was something truly special, whether it was the toys that we played with, the book that we originally read, or just going to the movie theater for the first time to see this movie. I think a lot of people have some special memories, and I'm glad we could showcase them here today for you. So again, enjoy the 20th anniversary of the Lost World Jurassic Park. Make sure the creators know how much you love this movie and hopefully Universal will give us something truly special as this series continues. If you want to listen to more of the Jurassic Park podcast, head to www.jurassicparkpodcast.com for all the links to our podcast, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, you can listen to the podcast directly on our website peruse the numerous amount of articles and blog posts pertaining to those episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod. You can follow us on Facebook, Jurassic Park Podcast, and the same goes for Instagram. Make sure to follow along with us as we move forward with this incredible franchise. Thanks for listening and enjoy.